Do you feel like motherhood is mundane? A lot of mornings you wake up feeling like you lack joy or purpose. Do you also want to invite God into your mom life, your marriage, and your life in general, but you just don't know how? Do you feel tired, like you have no time, and you're always putting yourself last? Hi, I am Jill Warball, a Christian mom life coach, and I'll be showing you each episode how to make time for you, your relationship with Jesus, and others. I'll teach you how to grow with God and apply His Word to your everyday life. And most importantly, I'll be cheering you on each week, reminding you that you do have purpose and that you are worthy of a great future. You can find satisfaction in motherhood. I'm going to show you that you can live intentionally with less stress, more joy, all while serving God and others. So grab your Bible and get ready to be transformed. This is the Faithful Mama Podcast, a place where we learn to fill up on Jesus so that we can pour into others. Listen in. Looking to give your child a well-rounded education while ensuring positive socialization opportunities and their ability to succeed in life? Consider joining Classical Conversations community and homeschooling alongside local families. Led by a trained licensed director, families learn through Classical Conversations proven Christ-centered curriculum together in a community. With locations in all 50 states and over 50 countries, there is bound to be a community near you. To find your community today, visit classicalconversations.com forward slash faithful. Hi, Caitlin. How are you? Hey, Jill. I'm doing well. Thanks. So I'm excited to have this conversation today. Um, but first, let's. Uh, I'm just going to have you introduce yourself to everybody. Let them know who you are, um, what you do, and how you decided to do what you're doing today. Sure. So, yeah, like Jill's already said, Caitlin, my name's Caitlin, and uh, thrilled to be here with you today, Jill. And uh, yeah. I'm a speaker and an author and a life coach, and it's been a great journey uh, to get here. I'm also directing a, a youth organization called Inspire Our Nation, and I'm in Canada, and so I carry a big heart for the youth of this nation and for the purposes that God has for them and uh, and I don't know how long you have in terms of how I got here, but uh, the short story is I was um, I was a high school teacher and uh, a local pastor here in the city of Saskatoon when God spoke very clearly to me about His plans um, for a youth initiative. And I had never felt so positioned in my life with the connections and the experiences I had had in the the years leading up to this starting of Inspire Our Nation and just many pieces 
coming together, really feeling God's divine hand and uh, favor on the first project, which was a big conference. And it was just incredible to see the way that he brought that together. And from there, the ministry grew. And it's just been a, a real privilege serving the young people of, of this city. And uh, as their voices have been elevated beyond in our nation, it's been an exciting time. That's awesome. Um, so how did you, so it's basically that you decided to do what you do, what was like, um, I guess, you know, what was the thing that pulled on your heartstrings the most, um, when you decided to start this organization? Yeah. So it might sound cliche, actually, I'm but I'm just going to say Jesus. It's that Sunday school answer. Um, what pulled on my heartstrings, who pulled on my heartstrings literally was Jesus. And um, it was during this time in my life, I was a, a pastor and I was working as a high school teacher. I was also going through a, a lot of difficult things um, health wise and, uh, and in, in a dating relationship and had just lost someone close to me and uh, was just feeling at such a low, low and my heart was being turned in my affection towards Jesus like I had never experienced before in my life. I had lived a lot of my faith in my head. I had been to Bible college and, and learned a lot of theology, but a lot of it had not moved into my heart. And at this time, the Lord was solidifying in me my sense of identity as his daughter, even if I never did another thing or, you know, earned anything in his eyes. I was learning that it wasn't about that and that just to be his daughter was enough. And it was really in my emptiness that I was experiencing his fullness in that way that really set me on a path of, of relationship with him and just better understanding that what he invites us into is relationship. Um, it's not rules. It's not just a, a, you know, a certain kind of rigid lifestyle. It's a daily living, talking, intimate relationship. And, and I would say out of experiencing that with him, um, I began to trust him enough to give him the full reins of my life, every aspect of my life. And that's when I began to experience him positioning and moving me forward in in things that I never would have dreamed for myself. Oh, that's so awesome. It's so true that like when we feel so depleted and empty and it's like, that's the moment that he's like, come to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Is that like what saves us. Um, so, so you speak a lot. Um, you're a speaker as well. And I know you speak on the issue of, comparison and content versus, con you know, versus contentment. Mm -hmm. And so that was, to me, such a great topic to have you speak about today, because, well, in today's culture, it's a lot of comparing. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of discontentment. Um, and for moms, especially, um, it can be really hard for us um, to have contentment and not compare ourselves, especially with social media and seeing how other moms do it, how other moms look beautiful, they cook wonderfully, they work out and 
you know, do amazing here. They do amazing there. Like it just, it's overwhelming. Um, So I thought what a better topic to cover because I know all of us struggle with that. Yeah. Well, isn't that the truth? All of us struggle with that. And I think that there's no shame here in just acknowledging that, yeah, this is this is a big struggle for a lot of people. And um, and that's no surprise. In North America, we live in what's called a scarcity culture. And it just means that most people are walking around feeling like they don't have enough or or they're not enough. There's there's so many factors that contribute to this sense of 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 measuring, you know, how much we have with how much someone else has and um and certainly we all can fall into that trap and like you say with social media where we see everybody's high re- highlight reels, um it's just so easy to to be feeling like we are lacking that there's yeah. more that we need, but, but we know that that's not the life that God has for us. Yeah. Um, so I would love to just kind of help the moms listening today combat that, you yeah. know, what, what do you tell the women that you speak with and the young women too, I know struggle with the same thing. How do they battle comparison so that they can be content in in their everyday life. Yeah, I think there's so many so many ways that that God can lead a person forward in this, but I I know one of the big keys in my own story was when when the practice of gratitude got very personal for me. And I think that there's a difference between practicing gratitude in a general sense and and what we're thankful for in a general sense and being grateful to a person for the good gifts that they are granting you it becomes so personal and i think it's that kind of personalized god powered gratitude that can really be a game changer when we're starting to feel that overwhelm of comparison and it you know, I use the word overwhelm, but actually it can be so subtle. And I think that's often even how it works with things like social media or advertising. Um, so many of the billboards that we look at in a day or, or the ads that we see um, on, on TV or in the store, it's all designed actually to give us a subtle feeling of not enough. And, and so this God-powered gratitude that's really it's a, a commission, it's an invitation all throughout the scriptures to enter into this lifestyle of gratitude. And it helps us, it helps us stay in touch with the generous gifts that our Father is trying to offer us day in and day out that we can so easily bypass if we're not intentional to practice gratitude. There's a lot to be said even about the brain science of developing those brain pathways of looking for the gifts, looking for the good things, looking for the blessings, and really training our thinking in that way. And the reason that I believe that's so powerful is because that kind of gratitude connects us to the truth of God's goodness. And this, you know, really, when we think of just biblically, this kind of takes us back to the very beginning of our story as humans in the garden. We've got Adam and Eve and and uh, the snake comes to Eve and and says, did God really say, did God really say, you know, don't eat from that tree? And 
and, and tempts Eve to question God's goodness. And the enemy comes at us in a, deal, in a million different ways and asks that same question, causes us or tempts us to question God's goodness towards us. You know, is, is God holding out on you? Does God really want good things for you? Um, are you really measuring up to God's standard for you and, uh, and God's goodness, um, the truth of it and his love and his mercy is just, it's most demonstrated on, on the cross for us and his mercy and his grace there. And when we practice this very personal gratitude throughout our days, we connect, we connect to his goodness and his love and, and, um, his gospel demonstration of, how much he loves us and uh, and we access his richness for us by doing that and i think that's a big way to combat uh, the comparison that can come at us yeah it's really funny because not funny but um it's just coincidental i guess um uh my sister actually is going through something and the, the whole time i'm like Whenever you're, go, you know, whenever you start to feel feel that fear or that anxiety or whatever it is that you're feeling, worry and worship cannot coexist. Mm, that's good. Yep. So I'm like, turn up the worship music, you know, get yeah. your, and it's just just write down three things that you're thankful for in that moment and focus on there, fix your eyes on Jesus and what he's done. So that's so good. Focus on God's goodness. Um, and that's the same thing with this. Like when we're struggling with comparison, like you'll be able to think of a million different things that you're blessed with that, you know, and then you're like, Oh, you know, I'm not, I'm not lacking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, anything. Yeah. I, so I love that. Are there, are there any other things that you, tell women and anyone struggling with this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would just say even, uh, not even just tell, but really share the journey with. Um, I think that we're all on a journey and it's it's good to, to have spaces. This is another actually key point, um, is to, to have spaces where we are on journey together, where we are honest and authentic with one another. Because it is in isolation when we get scrolling social media or, or you know, kind of hearing the highlight reels um, where we're not being as authentic with one another, where the comparison uh, feels suff suffocating because it can yeah. feel like everybody else has got it all together. Everybody else seems to be able to run a million different things. Why can't I? And it's actually where we have these spaces of community and honesty where we're just on journey together. We're all imperfect. Jesus is the perfect one. That's why he died on the cross. And just to be real about our imperfections, that's just, um, that is like pouring water on fire when we're looking to put out the fire of comparison that that really comes to steal our joy. So I would just say the the importance of those those authentic spaces and cultivating those friendships. I think that's huge. That's awesome. Um, so when we get moms are busy, right? And so we get really busy and really distracted. And so when we get that downtime, sometimes our 
response is to sit down and scroll on social media because we kind of escape the busyness. Yeah. And that just fuels our comparison. So not only are we super busy, but then we're also then when we're not busy, we're comparing and then we're back up to being busy again because we feel like we can't compete. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we got to yeah. keep up. Um, so what do you say, like, God, how do you think, you know, biblically God feels about this, um, you know, this comparison trap? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that we know he, he loves us. He loves us like crazy. Um, but it's this, he never loves us any more, any, any less, but it is true that the choices that we make, you know, on the other end of that relationship affect how we experience that love. And that love is the key to freedom from the comparison trap. And so I would just say, you know, I'm picturing that, that mom that's busy and tired and exhausted and just wants a moment on social media, maybe, or just a moment of, of nothing. Um, I would just say, do not underestimate the very small moments that you can, you can open yourself to relationship with him. Every little small choice you would make to open yourself throughout a day, just to acknowledge his presence with you. Like I said, um, you know, a moment of gratitude is, is a big deal, but even just being still in his presence, I mean, that's prayer. The moment that you just decide to get aware of his presence with you. And so maybe in a moment, instead of uh, pulling out the phone and scrolling, even if it's 30 seconds of just a, a deep breath and, um, and an acknowledgement of God with you, that's prayer. And it's just a moment to turn your heart towards him, to acknowledge that he's with you. Um, and you're engaging in that relationship throughout the day. And, and a reason that, that that's so powerful, just to turn to him in the little moments throughout the day, whether you're, you're washing dishes or you're, you're putting the, the laundry in or you're walking across the street, just a moment of God, you're with me. Because as we keep centering back towards our relationship with him, this is where we cultivate, we cultivate a deep trust. Uh, it's very hard to trust someone that that we don't know, you know, a God that's far off and distant. And and when we're just recognizing His presence with us throughout the day, we're keeping Him close to us, and uh, and we learn to trust Him there. And like I said, you know, in the garden in the beginning, uh, the enemy came to steal Eve's trust of God. And the broken world that we live in. There's a lot of ways that we're, we're tempted not to trust him, even, even within a day. And so we want to connect with him because as we know him and as we, we walk life with him, um, we learn to trust him. And this place of knowing that we can trust him and we can be real with him, we can be loved by him and all of our, our good, bad and our ugly, um, this is where we find a secure place to live. And that comparison falls away. And we begin to cultivate a contentment that's deep and lasting. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> it's funny because a lot of us um, moms that are listening, we have our like little morning routines with God. And in those moments, I guarantee that's when we're our most content. When we have that morning routine before our kids get up, before anybody gets up and we're sitting there with our coffee and our Bible, yeah. journaling to him like those are those moments are gold because we're cultivating that 
that relationship and that contentment just sitting with our Savior because that is enough. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you don't think about what someone else has. You don't, you don't think about that in those moments. You think life is good and life is enough here with just me and my Savior. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how do you tell your um, like the, the women that you coach um, or, or you know, about like that style of rest, that gospel lifestyle of rest and grace. Yeah. I think that this is the key for all of us. It's the invitation and in, into the life, the abundant life that Jesus invites us to live. And it's knowing that we are not enough, that we're never supposed to be, that his grace is enough. And it really is a lifestyle that he invites us into. It's a, a practice of believing, a practice of transferring our faith from what we can do or what we can show to instead be in what he's already done. And the gift of this is that all throughout a day, it's returning to what he's already done, that he's already said you are enough that you don't have to do any more to earn anything with him. And it's a practice of thinking and, and also a practice of being. And as we embrace this enoughness, this sufficiency in Christ, it affects the way that we engage with the world. You know, it affects the way that we engage in our relationships and, um, and what we do and the choices that we make and, and our own, our own potential, um, to be able to, to silence the voices that, that say what we should be and what, what life should look like, to let go of that and to let his presence and his security for you be what you need and, and be enough for you. And again, um, this is where a pretty deep contentment can come. We think of Paul who says in the scriptures, you know, I I've learned what it means to have much. I've learned what it means to have little. Um, I've learned this contentment in Christ. And I just think few things on earth compare to that. And, and it's that relationship of love and I love that you pointed us to to worship music, where um, we just adore him. We we bring him our hearts more than what we can do, you know. Um, but we we bring him our love, and that's what he wants more than anything. So he invites us into a lifestyle to to continue to cultivate uh, this deep relationship with him. I love it. That's so beautiful. Um. So, is there anything else um, that you would tell the listeners, like as far as contentment versus comparison, um, like any tips or tools that you like to give, um, you know, are there specific scriptures or is there a specific study or like what, what do you usually tell the people that you coach that really struggle with this? I would just say, keep coming back to relationship, relationship and grace. And, uh, you know, Again, when we think about what he wants from us, what God wants from us, um, or what we want to be, I think to, to be able to let go of those things and to really embrace, he just, he just wants your heart and your attention. And, uh, and I guess I would just say, and he really is that good. And, uh, and I would say to give him a, a, a chance, um, 
if you feel like you're tired, maybe you're in a tired place and uh, maybe you've been disappointed and it can become, it can just be so easy uh, for barriers to come up between us and this place of trust with God. Maybe things have been hard or you've experienced loss and, uh, and it can be hard to open your heart again. But um, I would just say letting those barriers come down and choosing to trust him again and to engage in that deep relationship with him. Um, you won't regret it. It really is the, the pathway to life and it is the place where you'll find that lasting contentment. I love it. Thank you so much. So before we end, I always ask the question, if they forget everything you talked about today, everything, what is one thing that you want them to remember as they move on in their motherhood and their, you know, in their life in general? You got this. You got this. I think that that's the, you know, the main thing is that uh, you've got this because you've got him. And, yeah. and uh, you know, there's no different allotments of the Holy Spirit. And I've heard it said there's no junior Holy Spirit. You know, you've got Christ in you, the hope of glory. And uh, whatever season you're walking through, you've got this because you've got him and he's got you. Amen. I love it. I love it. So good. All right. Well, why don't you um, tell them where they can find you? Sure. You can follow along with me at Stand Secure on Instagram or uh, at Kate Say, or else uh, my website is CaitlinSay.com. And I'm also on Facebook, Caitlin Say. Beautiful. Love it. And um, would you just close us in prayer? Yeah, I would love to do that. Father, we just thank you for today and thank you that you are good, that it's true that you are endlessly good and that your grace really is enough. I just pray, God, for every woman listening right now, God, that you would open the eyes of her heart, that she would see and perceive your goodness to her personally in this season in her life. I ask, Lord, that you would rekindle uh, intimate relationship with her where it's been um, maybe where it's been set aside, where it's grown cold. I ask, Lord, for there to be a joy that would return and for the fruit of, of the Spirit to be hers. And I pray, Lord, for her to be able to rest and to walk in a lifestyle of faith, knowing that you have said that she is enough. When, when she puts her faith in the cross of Christ and you're finished work. There is sufficiency. There is abundance of life there in that place of relationship. And so today I just pray God that where there's been a barrier in relationship that with you and, and anyone listening, Lord, that those barriers would be gone in Jesus name. And father, that there would be a deeper contentment than she has yet known in her relationship with you. I just pray today in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. That was so great. I know there's so many women listening right now thinking like, I just need to talk to him more. I just need to cultivate this relationship because I got too busy or too distracted. Mm -hmm. And what really matters is just resting in the fact that it was finished. The work was finished and I can mm -hmm. be content knowing that it's done. I don't have to work for anything. So yeah. just this reminder, like settle over their minds and their hearts. Like I appreciate 
this conversation so much and I know they do too. So thank you so much, Caitlin, for coming on. Um, if you want to find Caitlin, I will put everything in the show notes and, um, you know, you can always reach out to either one of us and we would love to serve you and love you, um, and be the hands and feet of Jesus. So have a great day, ladies. Thank you so much, Caitlin. Thanks, Jill. Hey, mama. I know you're like me and you want to be the best mom. You want to show up. You want to be who God intends you to be. I love the verse, the Proverbs 31 woman, that she is clothed in strength and dignity. Let me tell you, I did not wake up that way. I used to wake up so tired and overwhelmed and impatient. And then someone told me about these supplements. She was telling me I'd have more energy and I'd feel less overwhelmed and that it would help with anxiety and bloating and stress. I pushed her off for a while and then finally I was like, I am so done feeling this way. So after two months of trying it, I stopped taking naps. I started to realize I was sleeping better. I started to recognize I wasn't as overwhelmed in really overwhelming situations. I honestly finally felt clothed in strength and dignity. So I do the the full gut health system called the triplex and um if you are friends with me on instagram it's jill.faithfulmama you can take the health quiz and see if it's right for you honestly it changed everything for me my physical health my spiritual health my mental health and i know it can do the same for you so head over and take the quiz if you're interested and message me and dm me anytime so much for listening to the faithful mama podcast a place where we fill up on jesus so we can pour into others if you enjoyed today's episode don't forget to head over to the ratings and review section and if this is something that you know will touch another mama's heart please share it with her and as always stay faithful